Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! Today is 2-23-2022, Wednesday. It's 11.22 a.m. I'm moving a little early today, and it is a gloriously beautiful 70-something degrees outside with the beautiful bright orange sun here in Central Florida, the Sunshine State, aptly and duly named, I might add. So today, I'm going to start off talking about my Liz Frank fracture. Um, I did some more research about it because I suffer from a really bad pain in my foot. And um, I wanted to know what I could look forward to or what I could do to make it better. So I did some research. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. Wanted to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah. to Yay. boot it up. Um, and so I, anyways, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay. A doctor. Um, which I forgot what it is. That's right. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. Yay. I guess we'll see what happens, right? And what I found out was that, um, you know, the news is not good. If you get a Liz Frank fracture, if Liz Frank fracture is when the middle bones of the foot dislocate, separate, and break, as caused by like, um, it's caused by landing on your foot in a certain way with too much pressure, like a twist, and then the arch of the foot bends too far, and um, it, it's horrible. Anyways, I had it surgically repaired. The repair, you know, is various to depending on the type of break, the type of bones, where they're broken. The different repairs can involve pins. It can involve screws, plates, bolts, staples, splints, and surgically fusing the bones together in certain areas. And each of these different types of Uh, repair jobs have a different type of sort of uh, new sensation. I don't want to call everything pain uh, associated with them. And, uh, you know, each different thing has a different feeling. And for some of the repairs, the prognosis is better than others. But I was having a, I continue to have a recurring pain in the foot. And I'm looking online to see, like, I want to know, like, what is expected. You know, the doctor and I, when we talked about my surgery, uh, the conversation went like this. Mr. Fremlin, you need to have a surgically repaired uh, foot. We're going to use a plate and some screws. And I said, but wait, doctor, I'm a dancer. And the doctor said, well, not for now. You might need to rethink that. And I go, Will I ever dance again? And he said something like, let's talk about making you walk again first. And I didn't really, I mean, I kind of was like, okay. And it was shocking and horrible, but I don't think that I fully absorbed like the meaning of that. And there's no way to in the moment, you know what I mean? Um, And now it's been a length of time. And, um, And I realized that 
the the pain is uh i think it's about as good as it's going to get in fact it might be it might be like this is the peak so what i found in my research and i'm not going to go into every last thing but i found a blog i like called my liz frank fracture three years later about mm, 60 or 70 people have written into the blog with their experiences now my it was three pages worth maybe there's a hundred anyway you know i have to take into mind that the people that had this kind of a problem and then had no problems, they're not the people that are searching the internet and writing blogs. Do you understand what I mean? So the field of research is already skewed towards the people that have problems. Because I don't know the amount of people in one year, you know, or in a 10-year period that actually have Liz Frank fracture surgery. If I knew that number, I probably could look it up. Then I could find out, okay, how many people have written into this blog? And I could maybe assume that that's like one, you know, like a certain point of a percentage point of the amount of people. And you could say, okay, so out of a million people that have this surgery, you know, 500 people are having a problem or 5,000 or 50,000, whatever, you can determine, okay, so like by finding a blog on the internet, I have no way to determine all I can determine is that other people have had problems. I can't say it's most. I can't say it's many. I can't say it's, I can only say some because, you know, the people that are looking for a blog about this topic are only the people that are having a problem. Somebody who had the surgery and didn't have any problems walks away from it fine. They're not hunting on the internet to see like what's wrong with my foot. You get it? So that whole population is out of the of the percentage. So when I'm looking at this blog and I say, okay, out of the 100 people that I've read an article, 60 of them have had this and 40 of them have had that. That's only out of a very, very tiny percentage of people that probably have had this surgery in a year. So I can't say, oh, gee, you know, I'm one out of the 75 or I'm one out of the I don't know the number that I'm one out of. But I can say that it seems to me that was a very long explanation for how I came to my math. But it seems to me that of the people who have written into this blog, let's put it that way, of which I am one who found the blog actively searching, it would appear that some people have more problems with their Liz Frank surgery than others and it does seem to make a difference as to the type of surgery and the severity of the repair and the types of things that people described were very similar to me so on a good note it's nice to know not that other people are suffering but it's better to not be alone in pain and so it's nice to know that at least I'm not the only one in the whole world that this happened to. It's not, oh, poor pity me, I'm the only one. So that's at least comforting in that level. And, you know, at least it's good to see how other people have coped with it. I mean, there's people that have had it way worse than me. So I guess my point is that I have found information about my foot that I can't. You are listening to 
the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. I can only save my own experience, okay? So, like, at least it looks like my future with this foot is probably as good as it's going to be right now. So my initial thought process about, like, learning how to live with it, how it is, is probably very good. And my actual plan is to simply honor the pain. Like, when my foot hurts, it's telling me it's in pain. There's nothing I can do. Except for I, the last thing I want to do is like do more that's going to make it painful. So if it takes a special pair of shoes and if it takes moving less and figuring out a different way, it's just part of life. You know, it's part of life. I don't want to feel sorry for myself. So the next topic is going to be about I'm very disturbed by the fact that the Emergency Powers Act, it's not called that here, but the Emergency Act or whatever, the Declaration of an Emergency, Joe Biden has renewed indefinitely. So he's basically declared himself dictator. I, I have had this feeling for a long, long time. Last three presidents, I've always said this probably is the last election because they already cheated. And now they just need to make an event before the election. And then they can have martial law. We can't have elections for your own good. And, you know, they're already, you can already see the narratives building. You can already see, you know, the people in power calling the other half terrorists, arresting the leaders. This is what dictatorships do. I mean, anyone, all you have to do is read a book. It's very simple. You pick up a book, you read it. It's called, I have one you can read. It's called Mark Levin's um, American Marxism. You can read it and it will tell you exactly what's happening. This has happened in every dictatorship since the beginning of time, starting with the very first one. You declare a, a state of emergency over some dumb crisis that isn't a crisis. You make it up. If there is one, it's even better. But if there isn't one, you make it up. Declare a crisis. Declare yourself all these emergency powers that you have to, you have to suspend the Constitution to suspend the rule of law because we need to take care of everyone. Then you single out the cause of the problem is these people or those people. Make them factions fight against each other. Blame it on the one faction that you can control and round them up and kill them. And, uh, it's, and then the rest of the people, you make them slaves. It's very simple, very, very simple. And it has happened over and over again because nobody reads a book. Nobody looks it up. But it's very disturbing. I mean, we are like weeks, months at the most away from concentration camps here in America. Um, what's happening is that since they've extended this emergency, it has allowed the federal government to dish out money to agencies federal health agencies that can then make declarations like we need to quarantine people who've been in contact with so-and-so and then with you don't have any recourse because the law never went through congress and like a dec a declarated a declared rule is not like a law that's gone through congress you have to then go to court fight it so you're a person with no no real means for example somebody like me Somebody comes knocking at your door. You answer the door. Yes, sir. We, we need to take you away to quarantine. Please um, 
get in the car with us. You're like, well, what about my, oh no, we don't have time. You can't take your phone with you. Now what? Who knows where I am? Who's going to help me? Nobody. Nobody. And there's a very scary times we live in when that can happen. And don't think it can't happen. It's happening all over the place. In fact, right in front of us. So what do we do about it? Well, that's been the big question all along. I mean, I've been trying to, my idea has always been wake people up. And now I think, well, there's a lot of people awake, but now what? Now what do we do? You know, my vision, and I don't want to be putting out anything that's going to get me arrested. But if you look at how the cops do it, like in Canada, they get a whole bunch of cops, a whole bunch, and they march them in a line, and like two or three lines thick. And then they do this tiny little steps, like shuffling almost, like a choo-choo train, like a wall just slowly moving, 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 moving. What I think has to happen is I think that the people, if every single person, every one of us, every single one of us got out and circled those cops all at once, then we become the wall. And I've been trying to like wake people up. I've been trying to, because soon they're going to turn off the money. And when they turn off the money, do you have enough food in your cabinet? Do you have everything you need? It is going to be pure mayhem. Okay, it's going to be mayhem. And when the mayhem occurs, this is what they use. They say, well, there's all this mayhem. We got to bring in the police. We got to bring in the army. The army start rounding people up. What's the criterion? What is your recourse? Where do you go? You know, I used to have conversations with my brother where he was like, well, we need one world, one world government. And I say to him, well, what happens if you don't like that government? Then where are you going to go? If we have a single government all over the world, how, what, what happens if you don't like who's in control of it? What are you going to do then? Well, it's what's happening now. It's already been happening. You know, some of the people I know, I don't want to diss on them, said to me, you know, we're heading towards a war. I'm like, dude. We have been in a war for, gosh, I think at least, well, the coup occurred, you know, already in the, during like November 6th, even before that. Um, but really, it, we've been at war for, God, a decade already. It's just been the kind of war that they didn't want to take out people with nukes and weapons. They decided to do it with like stealth brainwashing and infiltration, I think is just as bad, if not worse. Because now there's like, now they're on top of you, and then what do you do? You know, the cloud kind of comes in as fog, it's very benign, and suddenly you're in a rain cloud. What do you do? So, you know, I hate having these like very negative, I, I, I can't really, um, I don't have a, a positive message of delivery for you. I just think that we need to like, everybody needs to be awake and everybody needs to be like, need to do. I'm Dave Fremlin and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. Every single thing that you can. Like, I don't know what it is I can do. Okay, I have a broken foot. I, I suffer from depression. I don't want to say I have nothing I can do. I, there are, I'm limited. You know, I'm limited at what I can do. And, you know, I have to, first of all, make sure my mental health is in good condition. But I don't have time to be dicking around with shit. 
So, um, you know, I my thing I can do is put out a podcast every day. That's for sure. I know I have listeners. And I can, you know, take that risk and be honest. And I can, you know, try to be, first of all, take care of my own health, and my own needs, and then, you know, be able to be stand up for what, you know, if I don't give in to what is not right, and if I keep standing on my own principles, hopefully that spreads. I mean, I don't, I, you know, somebody asked me today about my insurance. And I'm like, dude, insurance is so not the thing right now to worry about. You know what I mean? Like that is part of the game. That's part of giving them the money. What needs to be right now is like concentrating on what is real, true, and valuable. When the money situation, when they turn off the money, which is basically by turning off the electricity, what is going to look like money to you? To me, if they turn off the electricity right now in the whole world, what looks like money to me is food. Food, um, water that I can flush down my toilet so I can flush my toilet, um, some sort of source of ammunition or protection. Those are like probably the most, water, those are like the most important things. So when the, when the money goes off and it just takes a flick of a switch and they're, believe me, they will do it. What's going to look like money to you is going to be the thing that you would have bought with the money if you had the money. So if I had the money, what I buy are things that I eat. You need to eat. I buy water, liquid. I buy vitamins, toothpaste, cleaning things, things like that, medicines, uh, alcohol. You're going to need it. And it, money, you're going to, uh, somebody's going to hand you a barrel of money. You're going to, what the hell is that? I need a can of soup. I need to eat. A can of soup will look a lot more like money than money does when you are hungry. So I hate to be so dire and give the same sort of message the whole time. And stay away from being sick. Do not get sick. Keep yourself healthy. Do not get sick and do not go to a hospital. Right now, you cannot afford, nobody can afford to give out any more information about themselves than necessary. The end. And do not go to a hospital. Do not put yourself in a position where somebody can label you, you know, healthy this or not. Don't get any tests because you don't know how they're going to use it now. You know, what is going to be the criteria for turning off your insurance? What is going to be the criteria for turning off your money? Look at Canada. Look at Canada. They changed the rules pro, uh, you know, post, uh, in, in, pos, what, I don't know the word, retroactively, okay? You don't know what the criterion is. You don't know what the good charity is or the bad charity is. You don't know what, you know, and whatever applies, what this government applies, the next government uses as well. So it doesn't matter which side you're on, eventually you're going to be on the wrong side, period. It doesn't matter which side you're on, Eventually, you're going to be on the wrong side of whoever's in control if you give them too much control, period. And when you give the power to this government, which obviously you've seen how much they take, what makes you think that the next, you know, um, if there even will be an election, what makes you think that the next government isn't going to use the same powers once they get them? 
it's ridiculous to think that. But somebody read a thing out of the Constitution the other day. You know, in our Constitution, the United States Constitution, technically, technically there's no such thing as an insurrection or like a government overthrow because our Constitution in the first sentence says when the government becomes... Uh, goes astray of these powers or whatever it is when it talks about the rights that are given to man and it says when a government goes away from or starts to usurp or whatever these rights it is time to abolish and start over and so given that that is a right that is actually declared in our constitution our constitution is the only constitution i've ever heard of that actually lays out the people's right to throw off their government. It's actually right in there. So there, it really, technically, if the, if the courts were being honest, there really is no such thing as insurrection or overthrow in America because as long as it's coming from the people, there's really no such thing because our Constitution guarantees us the right that when, when we see our government becoming despots that we have the right to change it. We have the right and they don't just talk, that doesn't just mean through voting. That means we have the right to abolish the entire system if need be. And that is like in the first paragraph of the entire Constitution of the United States. I think it's in the Declaration of Independence, in fact. So in the initial founding documents of this country, it is clearly stated by the founding uh, people that we have the right to overthrow and change our government. So the words insurrection and this whole nonsense about January 6th being insurrection, it's all, it's all BS because in America, we have the right. We have the right. Okay, it's in the Constitution. Read it. The Constitution is still the founding document. It is still the governing document of America. And until it is not, those things apply. Okay, thank you for listening and have a great day. Bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.